Our politics lead right now, the U.S. Senate is back from its five-week break today with a gargantuan task to pass a spending bill within the next 16 legislative days or the U.S. government will shut down. And even though recess is over, Republican hardliners are still willing to play a game of chicken as the deadline approaches, hoping to force the White House and the Senate to accept a bundle of conservative priorities. This is one of the Senate's most powerful leaders just spoke moments ago after freezing up in front of TV cameras twice in just over a month. Let's go to CNN's Manu Raju on Capitol Hill. So Manu, we just heard directly uh, from uh, Republican Leader McConnell on the Senate floor. Um, he seemed to speak fine just now. Did he address in any meaningful way uh, this latest freezing incident? Uh, he really only addressed it very briefly, Jake. He said that that one moment got some considerable attention over his recess, and then he decided to pivot on to the business at hand in the Senate, namely on key issues such as funding the, the federal government, something they have to do before the end of the month, even as there's sharp disagreement about how to get there. That is one of the issues that he wanted to focus on, that things are moving forward as business as usual, despite what happened over the last several, that happened last week that drew this attention. Now, earlier today, uh, the, the provided more information from his office through the Capitol Hill's attending physician, Brian Monahan, who indicated that he had consulted with neurologists who had talked to Senator McConnell, who had examined Senator McConnell, and after some results and looking at his MRI imaging as well as some brain scans had determined that seizure was not the reason for his pause, neither was uh, stroke or any other major health issues like Parkinson's, but that is not what Mitch McConnell discussed on the Senate floor. Instead, pointing to what he did over the recess and what the Senate has to do in the weeks ahead. Now, one particular moment of my time back home has received its fair share of attention in the press over the past week. But I assure you, August was a busy and productive month for me and my staff back in the Commonwealth. So the question now will be, how does do senators respond to this as well? McConnell will be meeting with his leadership team in just a matter of moments. He's spoken to several of them over the phone over the last several days, Jake, and he will meet with his full Republican conference tomorrow. All right, Manu Raju, thanks so much. With, with us now is Democratic Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut. He's a member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Uh, Senator, thanks for joining us. So after uh, Leader McConnell's first freezing incident back in July, you told CNN that you felt that he was still very much in control of the Republican caucus. Now after this latest freezing episode, uh, we did hear some Republicans express concern and want to have more transparency about his health. Uh, do you still have the same level of confidence in McConnell's ability to... to uh, lead his caucus in the Senate? Well, it's, it's no secret that I don't agree with the decisions that Senator McConnell makes on behalf of his caucus, but it appears to me that these are still pretty isolated incidents. Um, there was this letter from the House physician, to, from the attending physician today, ruling out some other perhaps more serious diagnoses. I've had the chance to interact with Senator McConnell and find him to be you know, very much still um, in charge of that caucus. So my hope is that these are isolated instances, and I think it's a decision that his caucus is going to have to make as to whether he continues. Uh, it certainly appears that he can continue to be able to do that job. The federal government is scheduled to, to shut down in less than a month unless a funding bill is passed by September 30th. Um, the, the sides that are negotiating are not on the same page, maybe not even in the same book. Uh, are you confident that even a short-term spending bill could be passed to at least keep the government open through the end of the year? 
I'm not confident of anything given this House Republican majority. They seem to be making it up as they go along from day to day, adding demands as hours tick by. What I know is that in the Senate, we have already advanced every single appropriations bill for every single department with bipartisan support. So the Appropriations Committee has voted all of the appropriations bills to the floor. Every single one of those bills had the majority of Democrats and Republicans supporting them. And so we've shown that even in this fraught political climate, even with a lot of right-wingers in the Senate Republican conference, we can get bipartisan agreement on this budget. So no, I'm not confident that these arsonists in charge of the House Republican conference will agree to anything. But what I know is that there's a template for how you get a bipartisan deal done. The Senate Appropriations Committee has shown how to do that. Even passing a short-term spending bill could still be a problem for uh, House Speaker McCarthy as some hardline Republicans are, are threatening to oppose any rule if the bill falls short of their demands. Some want the White House's request for a supplemental spending on Ukraine aid to be separate uh, entirely from the short-term spending bill. Uh, is there any room for compromise on, on that issue, you think? I, I hope that the House Republicans don't abandon Ukraine um, they are in need of additional assistance. Uh, just in the last four days, they have started to make substantial progress. And if the story of the next 30 days, right as Ukraine is making progress on the front lines, is that the Republicans in charge of the House of Representatives are contemplating abandoning Ukraine, that has implications for the freedom of Ukraine. And I would argue the freedom of the transatlantic alliance. So I hope that we will hold fast um, to our decision, our collective decision to continue to fund Ukraine. And that means including some additional funding for Ukraine in this supplemental request that will likely be attached to a continuing agreement for funding the federal government. There's a new CNN poll out today showing that uh, Republican voter support for Trump is holding uh, fewer than half are seriously worried that his criminal charges are going to harm his chances in 2024. What do you think President Biden should take away from this as he prepares to possibly face Trump in a rematch? I just think Trump is going to be their candidate. I, I don't know that I wish for that. I know that that's probably a good political outcome for Democrats, but the country is going to suffer having to sort of go through another election with Donald Trump as a mainstream candidate. Um, ultimately, I don't think Trump picks up any additional support beyond what he had in 2020. I don't think anything that he has done over the last four years has convinced Americans that didn't want to keep him in government to hand government back to him. So I, I, I know that it's probably the best candidate that Biden could run against, but I think it's bad for the nation if Donald Trump stays at the center of our politics. Not only a majority of voters, but a majority of Democrats in a separate poll last week suggested that they thought Joe Biden was too old to be president, just didn't have the sharpness and the faculties to do the job anymore. He's obviously the oldest person ever to hold the job. He's 80 years old right now, I believe. He'd be 82 if he were inaugurated uh, in the, for another term. Uh, are all those Americans, 77% of the American people, wrong? Well, I read that poll, too, and I just think we have to do a better job of explaining to the American people 
um, the job that Joe Biden is doing. Listen, I think it'd be legitimate to question any candidate's age if there's evidence that that is having a bearing on the quality of the job that is being done. But we are in a full employment economy with wages growing. We have a reputation that is improving all around the world. Joe Biden has an unparalleled streak of legislative successes, even on the toughest issues out there like guns. I just don't think there's evidence to show that Joe Biden isn't doing the job. In fact, there's evidence to suggest that he's getting more achievement and accomplishment than any other first-term president in our political lifetime. So, yeah, I get it that people uh, register in these polls a concern about a candidate's age when they hit the age that the president is. But in this case, um, 80 years old is not slowing Joe Biden down. He's doing a pretty exceptional job, and we just have to explain that to the American people. First Lady Jill Biden tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, we obviously hope she's doing okay and wish her a speedy recovery. We've asked for more details on whether the president was with his wife when she began showing COVID symptoms. He has not changed his busy schedule. Just today he presented uh, the Medal of Honor to an 81-year-old Army Captain, Larry Taylor, uh, who was awarded, I believe, the Silver Star in Vietnam. Um, what, what do you make a, a, of that choice? Was that a, an unnecessary health risk? Well, I think that if, as leaders, we say that everybody needs to follow CDC guidelines, then we need to follow CDC guidelines. And that means not applying a different standard. And right now, the CDC guidelines say that even if you've been around somebody who has had COVID, if you're not showing symptoms and if you don't test positive, then you don't need to interrupt your daily schedule. And so uh, I think the president is doing exactly what the CDC says he should do. That's what I've done. Um, since the, the worst of this crisis has passed, and I don't think I have any different recommendation for him. You just had COVID too, right? I just had it as, uh, as well, and so I'm following CDC guidelines. I'm not wearing a mask as I'm talking to you, but I'm I've been trying to wear a mask even after I've been outside of that five-day window. All right. Hope you're feeling better. Democratic Thanks. Senator Chris Murphy, appreciate it. Appreciate it.